Hello, and welcome to the second part of the episode on what is meaning or how do I find meaning. This is episode seven of this season and podcast. And so we're going to pick up where we left off last week in the middle of this discussion and how we understand the identity and meaning and how it relates to these things. So anyway, here we go. We'll pick up with me and Tanya going right at it. And, and that, and that sounds like it would be, uh, to some, it may sound like it's, um, shackles, like it's, it's imprisoning, but in reality, it's liberating. It's a decision you don't have to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not a pressure that you have to, uh, I don't have to figure out who I am. Yeah. <laughs> going toward this whole gender dysphoria thing is, it's so hard and sad to hear because it, it, does not bring, just like you were saying, it does not bring meaning or importance for someone to declare mm. or to change what you were originally given or designed as. It, it's not going to bring, it, it's not going to help anything. I, they're, what I feel like they're crying out for is that, is meaning or importance or um, someone to look at me, someone to, you know, pay attention. I'm struggling is what I think they're really saying. Yeah. But like you just said, but the only key to actually knowing who we are, to finding any kind of real identity, is in knowing who made us, who loved us first, why we're here in the first place, why we've been allowed to to um, be born, to have life and breath in us. And that's because God ordained it so, literally said he knew us in our mother's womb. So he, So even ones who have been born struggling with physical nature of things that are difficult like that i i'm sad that someone's not leading them toward an identity that would give them strength to to fight or to 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 overcome what difficulties they might be having there are so many pieces to meaning and identity these days and and um importance like we were just saying that are so skewed and out of proportion people aren't able to find what God intended, like you just said, to love him first and to love others, God knew that would be the encouragement we, you know, that we would actually genuinely find. Go, Rona, go. Go. The key, um, I, I like what he says here because he's also bringing a little bit of how government is not helping the situation. Because as much as now this new administration really is giving and, and it may be seeming compassionate, it's also stealing away because we're not we're not being encouraged to go out and find importance, to go out and give. Because First of all, because COVID is restricting everybody. So let's use that a little further. And then let's also take take away your meaning, your purpose by not allowing you to go on back to, to jobs and what, but anyway, that it's just, it's just, be, it's going to become a dependence if we're not careful. He says the key, um, to all these associations we were talking about before was being independent of government as government has grown nearly all these associations have shrunk. So we don't n- no longer kind of need the church. We no longer need these different clubs, even gyms. Like now we were talking, I was talking to my friends yesterday and today. That you can't even go to the gym right now very well, so you go, you stay home to do your um, whatever. All those different things that kind of gave you meaning because you have these different associations with people. But that's being kind of stolen. And then also, um, 
the more we rely on government, the more we're inevitably going to lack a sense of importance in general because we're not yeah, going to be able to. That was important. I think that that's where the crux of where I thought was interesting where the article went was that we don't draw our meaning from what we do in the sense that, um, <clears throat> you know, our work can come or go, but that's not necessarily, you know, I'll always be a father. I'll always be, you know, yeah. a husband. So there's, there's role, role, I think is more, is got to, if you put a hierarchy there, work is may, may give you a champion, a sense of importance now and again, but you're, but you're I'm more important as a father and a husband. I'm even more important as a child of God. Mm-hmm. Well, if you take away, um, and, and we, and we forget a lot we started this a little bit talking about how you forget quickly. Yeah. And one of the things that as pastors in the community we've talked about is that people who the, and the Bible says in Hebrews 10, not to not to stop or to skimp or to skip meeting together because if you skip meeting together then what happens is you lose a sense of um of uh, a family a a sense of purpose we're reminded of who we are in christ every time we go to church we're reminded of who we are in god's eyes every time we meet together in a religious community we get a sense of who we are what's happened through covid has been that now um for the first several months Everyone, churches and all, just complied and said, okay, sure, this is dangerous. Let's step back. But what we failed to realize is that how devastating it would be when we weren't, when we weren't there reminding one another of how important uh, one another is. <laughs> the one another of our lives. Love one another. Care for one another. Um, protect one another. Um, speak life to one another. The one another thing has got to happen, and technology doesn't cover that up. Um, it doesn't help because there's a human, there's something different about me sitting here in this room across from you, um, sitting next to you on a couch, although sometimes our couch is so far apart. I wonder if you're in the same room with me. Um, but, the, uh, but, you know, sitting together, um, speaking together, breathing the same air, there's something about that that gives a sense of, of presence that you just don't get through the airwaves. Mm-hmm. And the thing about government is very, very uh, few of us, the government is, is kind of godlike in some regard in that sense that... You're, um, it's far, far away in a land called DC for America. And, um, and we hear about it, but, but it continues to speak to us. So it's always kind of spoken to us in that ethereal distance sense. <laughs> and, um, and therefore what's left is, and it, and it actually has authority and the power to enact authority in a religious community. We encourage one another, but it's a volunteer voluntarily. We, um, we receive that. Well, there's also the challenge of it when you're next to someone, like if you're, if you're, Twittering out your whatever, you know, phrase of the day or something like that. Somebody can challenge you, but you can also just turn that off. When you're in front of someone or next to someone, that challenge is, yeah, is right in your face. You have to decide what, how am I going to respond? What am I going to, um, is, am I going to be more, more important in this moment or someone else? And yeah, so government thinks they're imposing that on us with even just these masks and whatever, but I don't, I would argue that it's difficult to actually care about someone when you feel like you've been told how to but also that you don't have the option to to give them a smile or something else they might need which like we could also bring up eternal values um god's the one that decides when our life is over so is it more important for us to protect ourselves and this next person from uh, what could take their life on this planet or is it more important for us to speak into them life that could last eternally because they're not promised tomorrow <laughs> they literally could drop dead from anything or have an accident or whatever it's it's gotten like you said earlier all of our our values have gotten completely out of whack upside down um bible says in the uh 
last days or whatever, wrong will be right and right will be wrong. And that is exactly what I feel like is going on sometimes. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does feel that way. I um, I think, you know, it's important, and just say it over and over again, that we need to... Um, yeah, Prager is hitting at it as a as a writer who's religious in his core, as far as you know, he's Jewish, and <clears throat> but um, you know we go ahead. You want to say well, something? What I was going to point out the very last paragraph here, because the whole point he's trying to make is the bigger, the more rely on we rely on like government and uh, less our direct institutions like the church and uh, maybe even our like we said our clubs or whatever, but. The bigger the government is, the fewer the institution which people can feel important. Therefore, given the deep human need to feel important, people look elsewhere for their importance, which is what we're seeing everywhere right now. Fighting system systemic racism, heteronormativity, um, uh, capitalism, patriarchy, and transphobia. They're going to fight all of that because they can't, I guess, because they cannot um, reconcile and they're not having it in their like we're talking about being challenged face to face with it, they don't happen to think about it. They're just all of a sudden somehow declaring these things don't apply or but it's about it's about fighting systems on all side now because it to me it's a little bit like spoiled children. We're trying to we're trying to get at what we need, but we don't really know what we need. Right. So these people are crying out for help, but they're not looking for it at the right place. All they want to do is fight. Um, some of the silly issues that they get camped on, like even even global warming, which we cannot change Save or do anything yeah. about. We can clean up the plastic in the oceans, which I'm way okay with. That's awesome. But what we have to say about what's happening in the heavens, I have news for them. They're probably not going to change all that much. No. But it does seem as if people want to grasp onto something that will give them meaning. The problem is it's not the right thing. Well, and I think, and you use global warming as an example. I and I and I think that's an that's another thing that talks about meaning. Uh, Prager ends the article, or somewhere towards the end, there mm -hmm. says, "What's more important than saving the world?" Mm -hmm. um, I'm I think it's important to realize that when what we should be concerned about with government is when it begins to assume the role of God, not because we've invited yeah, it to. If no, you look in the exactly. Book of Kings. Um, <laughs> Book of Samuel, First Second Samuel, when yeah. Israel asks for a king because they want a king because everyone's got one and we want one too. <laughs> and um, but when you look at where we are, it seems like in modern society, well, not even modern society. It's just always once there is a government in place, despotism is bound to follow. Human, hum, well, let me rephrase that. Once a human's given authority without <laughs> God, sooner or later they think they are God. And if you look at the Roman Empire, it, it went from yep. a, a democracy of sorts to an emperor that thought he was God in the end. And and um, you see that over and over, even in biblical texts and ancient texts, the rulers were often worshipped as God. Ancient Egypt, Babylon, it's all gods. The, the, these are humans that were purported to be gods. And <clears throat> while none of that was actually true. Right. Um, and so uh, I, I think that when the government decides to be God, what right now, you know, it's okay. Here's what I'm trying to say. It seems like the world has woken up and realized we need to take care of the planet. In the beginning, God created Adam and Eve and put them in charge of the planet. It's not 
a responsibility for me, for a Christian, any Christian who's suddenly saying, oh, I've got to be responsible for the planet. That's the thing I've now realized. Were you paying attention in Sunday school? You're supposed to be responsible for the planet for the get-go. You're supposed to throw trash in the garbage can, not on the street. It's not, you know, how we separate the trash or do what we want with it. That's another conversation. But the point of the matter is, the simplest form of things, a Christian should be concerned about his environment. He should be, or she should be a... A, um, a relatively tidy, a, a, yeah. someone who keeps, um, God took chaos and turned it into order. If your life is creating order, then you're probably in the will of God. If your mm-hmm. life is creating chaos, then we need to have but, another conversation. My concern, side of and, that is... And to finish that one, my concern is that government is more in the business of creating chaos right now. Okay. Especially our government. the other side of that is, is when do... we decide we are God and can be God because... We now have control of all the weather weather patterns because if we make everybody cut their emissions by a certain amount, of course the weather patterns will change or the weather, whatever. That's also overstepping, right? So we've come up to the point of responsibility, well, yeah, yes. When, again, we when think we, we have the power. When yeah. we decide that we can also control anything like that. Well, this, okay. The only thing we have control over at all is how we uh, care for the things God has given us, how we care for the each other and how we like you said speak god um his love his uh, his meaning toward others well that this goes a little bit back to um the whole point of meaning to because the here's the thing the further away from an, a personal relationship i can get you the more i can control you in other words the government has made the taking care of the environment impersonal in other words in 10 years 30 years the world's going to end so we need to Take care of our environment. Well, the reality is God said, take care of the environment, period. And over time, I'll deal with the world. Because the relationship, if I have a close relationship with God, and he tells me to take care of my environment, I'm not just willy-nilly destroying it. Now, does that mean there's people out there that won't try to destroy it? Sure, but that's not the point. The point for me is to say, my responsibility is to do that. If I have a close relationship with God, and God tells me to... Um, or, and, and the Bible tells me that I'm supposed to live my life loving my wife, loving my children, raising them to be people who are giving to the community and breathing life rather than to leeching off the community and taking life, then um, that close relationship is going to be there. And, and I mean, excuse me, from that relationship, I'm going to, my relationship with God, I'm going to pour into others. The further that's pushed back, in other words, by letting keeping people away from churches, the when and keeping people away from communities that encourage life these smaller the smaller communities that are around the more the bigger powers out there can begin to to become um tyrants over our lives for lack of a better phrase rome became tyrannical um because it had a god at the center a man who thought he was a god at the center and began to destroy everything around them um earlier days in rome um it was you know the local governments, once you were conquered and you submitted to Rome, you could pretty much live as you wanted to. The reason Jews were able to live as Jews and practice their religion was because the government at the time was like, fine, just don't cause trouble at the national level. It's okay for you guys to live locally the way you want to. Kind of, I'm going around the point, My, I think, rather than getting to it, and I'm sorry for that. But what I'm trying to say is that if you are not intimately related or closely related with someone that is of value to you, then the bigger things in your life, the, the more ominous, opaque, far away things can become an unnecessary power to influence you and maybe destroy you. In other words, because 
if if life is scary outside and, the, and it's dark, the child can run into the mother and says, Mom, I'm afraid of the dark. And the mom can say to the child, Honey, there's nothing to be afraid of in the dark. I'm here with you. And because I'm here with you, the dark can be there, but we're okay. Um, because there's that relationship that overrides well, that distance. Well, the government's here with you. They gave nightmare. you $1,400 or however much you got. So what do you mean? Well, <laughs> but this is, that's what I'm getting at. The the um, If you don't have the personal relationship of someone close to you that's speaking life into you, and the things that are ne the next thing removed, okay, here it is. The closest thing to you has authority. The thing you value the most has authority in your life. If that's not there, if it's suddenly gone, then the next closest thing to you becomes the authority. If that's suddenly gone, then the next closest thing to you becomes the authority. Okay? And if that's suddenly gone, and so forth and so on and so on, right? Which means that if you're alone in the dark and there's no one there to tell you you're safe in the dark, the dark will have authority of fear over you. You will be just living in fear in the dark. But if there's something closer that says the dark's not as scary because you have that thing that's closer, that has authority that you trust that's closer to you, there's light in the darkness, as it were. Um, so, for example, if I'm, and again, working through this, when there's a church community, I, I believe that the structure of government that we have in our country is a good structure of government, that the closest authority to us, our local authority, and there is nothing more local than the home, is the authority. We have authority over our children. We can, the, argue, the question is today is should mandates uh, for masks, mandates for vaccination, mandates, that's the, that's the COVID things, mandates for what's taught in school, all those things are being taught by government um, or being pushed by legislature. But if the, if the closest authority is the home, then we say we should be able to say what's there. If that's removed, then the next closest authority is important. I, I would argue maybe for children to be the school. If, if the home's not teaching you, then the school's going to teach you. Removed. What do you mean by removed? When If I remove the family. So say I've got mom and dad, they're home, but they're not taking responsibility for educating their child. And so, okay. and that doesn't mean so that children removed, don't go to school. The They've given that up. They're, yeah, they're not doing anything about it. They're not. So, and, and again, I'm not saying your child can't go to school. I'm saying that when your child comes home from school, is the first teacher mom and dad. In other words, if the school teaches something that disagrees well, with the core values. I would values, disagree anyway. I would say mom and dad's always the teacher. But well, that's right. as far as actual truth redirection. Well, if mom and dad yeah. say that the, the truth comes at school, then the child's yeah, going to go there. Right. That's true. Even if, if, even if it's by, by um, acquiescence because they're not saying anything at all. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So they go to school. Well, if school's removed... I guess what happens and next is... And you're saying kind of the parent has given up the authority to the school that way because they're not challenging it. They're not making no, sure that's, that child's That's a longer learning. conversation. But yeah, right now, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that by a parent not having a conversation with the child at school, and if it, say the child... Okay, so say the parents, like us, we're religious family. We believe Jesus is the center of all things. We believe that God created the earth, the Big Bang Theory. You know, we can discuss whether or not God did it by blowing crap up or whether he put things together. Whatever he, he does, he did. But... um. But God started the earth. We have our, our personal structure about that. If we send our kids to school and they learn a different thing, which the school system teaches a different thing, it doesn't teach both things and makes mm -hmm. them decide to teach a different thing. Right. When they come home, if we seed that and we don't have a conversation with them about what the Bible says and make them critically think about two sides, mm -hmm. then the school's going to win because we seeded it. We didn't provide uh, an alternative point of view, an intelligent alternative point of view. And parents today need to understand that and and. Everything that we release into the hand of another, we lose control over. We lose authority over. We lose influence over. And so if I release education to a school board that's going to teach my child 
Fortunately, my children aren't in school anymore, but in right. our state is going to teach uh, sex acts and normative behavior and sexuality that is anti-biblical throughout mm -hmm. um, from as, as young as first grade. Um, if I seed that and just allow that to happen and I don't counter it, then my child's going to grow up believing that that's to be true because I did yeah. not provide a cogent argument for that. And so your or job take is take the authority back and say my child's not going to learn that they're going to learn uh, even more so. And one like one gift from COVID is a lot of parents are going. We don't have to send our kids to school. Mm -hmm. That we can teach them at home, um, and especially if the teachers don't want to come back because they prefer Hawaii. Um, but uh, yep. but which happened in our school district, I might mm -hmm. point out. Um, the uh, the and, and but that goes on down. So say if you see dominion over your life in. Um, just well, in like government structure. So like, mm -hmm. if, you know, culture, if culture dictates what's important because you're home, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm doing what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking, close my eyes to think because I get confused when I look around me. Too many <laughs> ADHD things going on there. If you're, yeah, if you're seeding your job or you're maybe even unemployment or whatever, you think it's better to go ahead and just not work because whatever the dangers are or whatever, you're, you're giving that over to the government. You're saying... Right. Mind, I'll just work for you, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, unemployment's a good example of that. You know, uh, if I'm, uh, if, if you're, if you're finding worth in your job or if you're finding that, you know, significance there and then suddenly you've lost that and the government starts providing for that, you now are leaning on the government rather than the, the work that you can produce. So rather than you're now taking from the country or from the, from the community rather than giving to the community. And that now that's an authority in your life. And the idea that you might lose that can frighten you just as much as if you were to lose a regular job. And that can cause you to alter behavior to maintain it. Mm -hmm. um, there's a logical pattern here, but I can't seem to work it out today. Cause I, um, but you get the idea. The more we, the more we don't say no, and allow ourselves to be controlled, the more a tyrant is going to try and push the envelope to see how far they can go to control you. Yeah. And the Bible refers to, um, Peter refers to the devil as a, as a roaring lion sneaking around to see who he can devour. It's important to realize a, a lion doesn't start by jumping on you. A lion sits and waits and watch for, watches for vulnerability and looks for the mm -hmm. opportune moment to go for the kill. In the meantime, he'll wait for you to wear yourself out, to not be a pit, to get separated from the rest of... Think about when a lion kills. A lion doesn't kill in the middle of a herd. He can get hurt in the middle of a herd, so he goes for the one that's strayed from the herd or is pulled away. And so I think what's happening in our culture right now, one of the things that we're seeing is we're being separated because of COVID. Maybe that's a, a because of a natural disaster <laughs> and the way we responded to it. Um, and uh, as a result of that... Rather than making it ominous, let me say it this way. As a result of that, people will look for opportunity. Lions will look for opportunity while we're weakened to pounce. And we have to ask ourselves the question, are we going to be off guard so that we can be easily consumed by that? Yeah, well, and you just talked about authority. Authority, it just, it just occurred to me, there's kind of two angles to authority. Who we trust so that we've yielded to, you know, understanding that they have more power over us or... Um, and the, and the other angle of that is who we fear. So if, if we, which we as Christians believe that God has told us he loved us first, so we tr can trust him, but we also fear him because we know he's the most powerful being in, in the literal universe, the, um, understanding at all. So, but the fear of God brings, um, peace to those of us who know his love and can trust him. So I was thinking, 
if we yield that to whatever that is around us, I'm, I've always kind of had the issue with trusting doctors over God and saying, you know, kind of yielding that, uh, being a little more afraid of what they tell us to be afraid of than what God tells us to be afraid of. Or trust. So those two angles, trust and fear, have kind of that same idea. And right now, a little bit of government's kind of trying to play that role. The, the other point that Dennis made was, or have we replaced... Um, America's motto got in God we in God we trust with in government we trust and it, it's a really sad thought but it yeah. is a lot of especially the younger generations that don't understand that this nation was built and put together in a way that trusted in God and God was the one who blessed us it wasn't about government having control and power and whatever because government's really the people we're the ones that give them the money and they do whatever it is with it and tell us how to live that's not what it was about. It was investments that these the original fathers made in a land that would be free for us to trust and rely on and fear God, not government. And like President Reagan would say all the time, the government's your problem, not the solution. You know. Yeah. So the 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 part that I want to say um, is that if we could get back to a little bit more of a fear of God and an understanding of trusting Him, like with our children like with the narrative of whatever's going on around us, um, even with COVID, it would bring a lot more perspective to what we're dealing with. We, we realize now eternity is a lot more important than there, there may or may not be this virus over here that can attack me, but am I supposed to walk around in fear all the time? Is that how I'm going to live? Or am I supposed to do what I can to, to protect and help those around me and, and protect myself? But not go so overboard as to change my life because this or that might threaten me. I was thinking this week um, a couple different scriptures that have meant a lot to me are, are power scriptures. But they're because God is the one who we should really be thinking and considering the bigger picture of who to fear and where, where our um, trust should be. Um, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we don't fear, even though the earth gives way or the mountains be moved into the sea or its waters roaring from things that are horribly over our out of our capacity to do anything about, you know. But at the end of that scripture is be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So whatever God wants to do, he's going to do. Right. And we and that that's where we stop. That's where we to me, that's where our lines should be drawn. Well, I think we can say, you know, that we said what we fear is uh, is going to drive, you know, fear. What is the consequence? Who has the authority of consequence in our lives? Just because something is big and ominous and bigger than you can understand doesn't mean that it actually has, that it's good for you. <laughs> um, the government is big and ominous and bigger than most people can understand. <laughs> right. But history has demonstrated that governments given too much power become tyrants and destroy themselves and then eat themselves from the inside out. Yeah. History has demonstrated that those who follow after God throughout generations, cultures, and countries have found themselves continuing to live and to thrive generation after yeah. generation. God is big and therefore has the authority of consequence, which means to be feared, but thanks to grace, to Jesus, and to his promise of his desire to bless us yeah. um, and, to, and to bless others through us, then, you know, he's the only one that can truly be trusted because he's not corrupted. We're corrupted. Right. Yeah. He's not. Um, and so community, church, helps us to be a little less corruptible. 
<laughs> um, and when we get together in communities of faith. But what has happened to us right now, I think, in our country is because of COVID and because of all the separation globally, not just America, but globally, yeah. we're, we're strained a little bit. We're tested a little bit as a community of faith to, to, to remember that God is our refuge and our strength, the very present help in trouble. And we need to get back to that. We need to not, not think that we will find our meaning in our work or our government or our community, that, that instead we find our meaning in God and our purpose then is to bless others and offer them yeah. the same meaning that we have found in Jesus. He is our identity. He is the one that gives us everything that we need. And I'm just preaching that and wrapping <laughs> up. I'm going to wrap up on that note. So anything else to add? Preach. Nope. All right. That's it. That's... With that said, we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, this might be one of two parts given this, the length of it, but um, thank you for uh, listening. And I hope that any of this made sense to you because it did to us. And at the end of the day, that's what we care about because we're the most important audience here. You are definitely second, um, but an important second nonetheless. Thanks for listening. Take care.